Welcome to another episode of Chan with the Plan, the podcast, a podcast providing career advice and easy, actionable steps for frustrated professionals, helping you overcome career challenges so you can stop feeling confused and defeated and start feeling focused and confident in order to excel in your career. And I'm your host, Max Chan. If you are a professional looking to get some career guides to help take your career to the next level, then come join my private Facebook group, Career Advice with Chan with a Plan. Inside this group, I provide content to help steer your career in the proper direction, whether that's helping you with your job search or providing you with advice on career advancement. I will leave a link in the show notes for you to join. We are currently in March and spring is still a good time to navigate the waters to see if there's an opportunity that you'd be interested in jumping ship for from your current company. Last week, I spoke to Wolena Long, who is a technical recruiter, and she was very generous in regards to giving advice and strategies to help you with your job search. So to continue on this topic, in this week's episode, I have invited career coach Sarah Curto, and she will be sharing her five innovative job search strategies to help you land your dream job in 2022. So if you listen to last week's episode and this week's episode and my own personal episode last Friday on how to optimize your LinkedIn profile, you have all the knowledge you need to accelerate your job search success. So a little bit about Sarah before we dive into our discussion. As I mentioned, she is a career coach and she specializes in helping people find a career they love by teaching them a new way to job search. She leverages a history in counseling and 15 years of hiring top talent. Sarah has created a process that combines classic career counseling methods, psychology, confidence work, and her behind the scenes recruitment knowledge that has helped close to 500 people land jobs that leave them happy and fulfilled. Now let's dive into my discussion with Sarah, where she shares her five innovative job search strategies to help you land your dream job in 2022. Hey Sarah, welcome to the show. Thanks Max, and thanks for having me. I appreciate it. How's your year so far? Oh, you know, it's a year. Lots of snow, lots of things going on, Um, but in the job search world, it means a lot of people are quitting, trying to find something they like. Yeah, it is going to be an exciting year ahead, I think. New year, new job, right? New year, new job. (laughs) So for professionals that are listening right now that have been in their current workplace for a few years and they've been out of the job search game for a while, they're not... um, they might not be sure how to navigate it. They think it's the standard apply online via resume. The other more popular thing right now is through networking. However, they, they might not get the results they're looking for from applying online or networking. So you have some innovative job search uh, ideas that you would like to share with us in this episode. Why don't we get to it in terms of what are you seeing in the current job search landscape that is not working right now and what are some solutions that you can provide to help professionals that are looking to move have a good chance of landing that opportunity yeah you're right i think a lot of people when they think it's time for a new job they're like okay let's update my resume and apply to as many jobs as possible and then you have the people who are a little bit more savvy who are doing those google searches and who are sent a general mass networking email to every single person you know and those don't work a lot of the time and especially in this marketplace where we do have a lot of people flooding 
to it to look and try and find new job opportunities. So I like to think outside of the box. How can you stand out? How can you come across as creative? Because that is the number one, one of the number one soft skills that uh, employers are looking for and that you're the type of person to go above and beyond to try and get the type of job you want. That's what these five innovative job search ideas really help show that you're not just your run of the mill, click, easy apply and hope for the best type employee. All right, so let's kick off uh, with number one out of your five. Yeah, start your own networking group. Not everyone is the same type of extroverted networker as people assume. So I like to think that there are other people just like me. I'm, I'm an introvert. I'm an INFJ. Uh, even though sometimes I can come across as extroverted, I am introverted and I don't like networking. But one thing I am good at is building relationships and I am good at building a community of like-minded individuals. So I think finding a way to start your own networking group, either with people in the same field as you or other job seekers or other people who may be beneficial to each other. Maybe it's not all like HR professionals. Maybe it's a mix of industries where everyone can collaborate and work together, but you can start your own networking group. You don't have to wait around for it to get created for you. All right. So walk us through, how would you uh, start off? Let's say I want to get a job in marketing. How would I start off in building that networking group? Yeah. So first you decide what kind of networking group you want to make. So say you want to get a job in marketing, say you uh, want to get a corporate marketing job specifically. So you could create a networking group of other marketing job seekers or of marketing professionals so that you can then gain some knowledge and advice and intel. So number one is to pick the type of group you want to make. The second thing is then pick your platform. You can do it on Facebook. You can do it on LinkedIn. You can create a Reddit subreddit. You can use meetup.ca and create a group there. Um, you can create a, pick any online platform. I would suggest only one, like, you know, you do have a job search, so you don't have all the time in the world <laughs> to devote to this. So just pick the one that you like the most and just get started. Invite people in and think of ways to keep them engaged. Think of, are we gonna meet weekly or monthly? Are we just gonna have some online connections? You get to decide. That's the incredible thing about this. And if one thing doesn't work, try something else. It kind of allows you to spread that creative problem solving ability around in this, this sort of networking group. Great. And. The number two one, let's uh, walk us through the number two one. Okay, so the second thing is create a video resume. This is actually one of my 2022 emerging resume trends. I'm not 100% sold that this is the best thing for like replacing a resume, but it's something definitely you can do and have fun with. We have used it very successfully with clients who are trying to break into an industry where they have little to no experience or a career change. Now, this does not replace your resume. This sort of enhances it. It is supplementary. So I recommend you, you can 
create that 30 second to one minute video resume and you can do it as complicated or as easy as you want. You can literally just have some good lighting, a plain background, you talking into a camera, giving you a little elevator pitch, hit like record and stop it. You don't have to edit it or anything. Upload it onto YouTube and then there's the link that you can share. You can put it on your socials. You can include it in any networking emails uh, when you're following up with the hiring manager for a job that you've applied to, you can then include it there. So it's definitely something that could be supplementary. And just a note, 76% of hiring managers think video resumes are the way of the future. They want to see these things. So it's a great use of an afternoon when you are so bored and you think your eyes are going to bleed from looking at a job board anymore. So so how would you go about making a video a resume? What I mean by that is like, let's say there's a job that you want to apply for, you apply online and then on the resume, there's a link to your video uh, resume. Is that how you would format it? Yeah, I would definitely also include the, the link in your resume. Yeah. Video resume is not you regurgitating your resume in video format. It is you showcasing your personality and why you were great fit for this type of role because you also don't necessarily want to be creating one for every single job like you don't have time for that but if you have a type of job type of industry type of company then you can create a very simple one and again just using your phone uploading it onto youtube you can mark it as private so only people who have the link can view it or public that's up to you and then spread it around one of the uh, popular things right now is uh, one of the new features on LinkedIn is the video cover story. Um, have you seen those? And what's your thoughts on those? Yeah, I think this is where that re that uh, video resume trend is going, is where, the, where socials like LinkedIn are actually making it very easy for you to do it. You can use the same video or you can create separate. The thing is, with the LinkedIn cover, is you're assuming that they're going to go to your LinkedIn profile where what I am hearing is a hiring manager might rather click the video resume link than a LinkedIn profile link. So if they're only going to pick one, they'll probably pick the video resume and that would excite them more. And you said it doesn't have to be a fancy production. It could be just your phone camera with like a blank backdrop and then just record one take and then upload it. Or it could even be on Zoom as an example and just like upload it after. So what most, yeah, I, I have had clients also use Zoom. Just to warn you, the first few times are going to feel clunky and annoying. It's just like anyone, your first time videoing yourself and you're like, oh, this is gross. Why do I sound like that? And it's going to like not feel natural. So you're probably going to want to say it three or four or five times until your personality is coming through and you're not robotic. And that's why an afternoon to do this is what I would budget. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. And yeah, it's like a lot of people might not be comfortable on camera. So it's, it's about repetition, right? So what is some advice for someone that's a bit more camera shy in terms of seeing themselves on camera? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I think a good thing to do would be to do a voiceover. So open up Zoom, share your screen of your resume and have you just talking through your resume in a shorter format, but almost like you would as the tell me about yourself answer 
to that interview question. That way you're still getting a video component, but you're not on it. And the other alternative to that to get a little bit more comfortable is where you have your video in a small little square on that resume. So you don't have the focus isn't on you, but you are there a little bit. Great. Uh, let's move on to the number three of your uh, five innovative yeah. job search ideas. So the third innovative job search idea is to give back. And what I mean by that is volunteering. So if you are in an active job search, you have time. For Max's list listeners, I am not a believer in a 40-hour job search. I don't believe your job search should be a full-time job. In my experience, that's like the worst job ever gives you like nothing and then it's just soul sucking and it's the worst it doesn't lead you to a good to a good job instead i'm a big promoter of the part-time job search so 10 to 20 hours uh, so that we are targeted and intentional which means if you're an active job searcher you have some time and some of that extra time can be used to volunteer in something that you are passionate about so that you feel like you are giving back. You feel like your skills aren't withering and dying away. Uh, and especially if you say are in marketing and you work for a not-for-profit and you help with some of their digital marketing, maybe you create an Instagram profile for them or you do some of their social media or you explore any other marketing channels, or if you're in human resources, finding a small not-for-profit that doesn't have that in finance, volunteering your financial skills so that you are enhancing the skills that you have or developing the one that you are wanting to develop. So it kind of kills like two birds with one stone, plus it looks really good on your resume. Speaking of that, um, there's different sections of a resume. There's professional work experience and volunteer experience. So how would you incorporate the volunteer experience on your resume effectively is that it tells a good story. Yeah. So if you have an employment gap, then I would just include this in professional experience. And then in brackets beside the title you give yourself, I would put volunteer so that they know that this is volunteer work. But then it helps explain a little bit of the gap because as a recruiter, the gap, I always had a question about the gap. So we always want to address the gap. Uh, if you're not addressing an employment gap, I, you can have a volunteer section. My preference is actually to call it community contributions. It just sounds a little snazzier, but then you would have that at the end after your education. That's a good point you mentioned. A lot of people, they, they worry about the gap, but doing some volunteer experience and then obviously put any work experience, but be like explicit that this is volunteer. It, it does help to showcase what you have been doing uh, during the last time you worked, right? Yeah. I've worked with people who've had up to a 25 year employment gap. It's not a problem. People will hire you for jobs that you actually want. You don't have to go to Tim Hortons and get an overnight job because you think that's the only place that will hire you. If you have a gap, we can address the gap. We can address your confidence that that gap is also damaged. And we can get you in a job you want. And volunteering is one of the best ways to do that. Can you, uh, if possible, can you share us the story about the 25-year gap professional? Like, How were you able to help them still be marketable with that big of a gap? With that big of a gap? Well, uh, she uh, was a mother of five children. She stayed at home to support them, but they had very active lives that she was very involved in, in a volunteer capacity. Her 25 years, she was not sitting at home. She was not just cleaning the home, managing the, the family and the household. She was also published a book for the, their church. 
was ahead of fundraising for her kids' dance, managed the schedules for another one of her kids' dance studios from a coordinator and administrative. So once we got that on that resume, it allowed her to walk into a dancing not-for-profit in Toronto and get a paid administrative job that she has loved ever since. That's awesome. So just because it's not paid experience doesn't mean that it's irrelevant experience. As long as you position your experience properly, then it works. And I don't, I'm not one for hiding things. We put volunteer on every single one. So they knew it was volunteer work and they didn't care because they were so excited to have her. That's great. All right. So I'll have a number four, yeah. a scary one. It seems scary. Okay. Yeah. This is a weird one. This is knocking on doors. So this is bringing the human back to the job search. In the old days, like when I was a youngin, <laughs> when I needed a new job as a teenager, I printed out my resume and I went to the mall and I presented it there and I talked to people. Now, I'm not asking everyone to do that, but I think if we get back to adding that personal touch into the job search, especially as the personal touch is leaving with the Recruiters like applicant tracking systems and AI technology, yes, but they also don't love it. They also don't like the loss of the personal touch. Hiring managers, especially gut-driven decision-maker hiring managers, really don't like it because they feel that it's too sterile, the process. So they also have that desire for that personal touch, and especially now. We are approaching, hopefully, the end of a pandemic that has required many people to be isolated from others. So the desire to see people and to interact with people is very high. So I encourage, instead of just a phone call or even a Zoom, if you are trying to network with someone in the same city, suggest a walk, depending on the weather, especially right now, or a coffee a distance coffee if there's if they feel comfortable with that but try and bring that personal touch back in a zoom still works but i think even the suggestion of it will go a long way another thing is i've had c-level clients who bring their resume to the workplace every time they will apply by normal and then they will walk in and hand it in because they are a strong believer in sometimes having that piece of paper in a hand is helpful for a positive decision. So thinking outside of the box and how can I connect one-on-one -on, -one on a human level with the key decision maker, how can I do that? Just to elaborate on that, in terms of like handing in your resume in a, a corporate office, you're usually the receptionist, so you can't actually get to the decision maker. So can you elaborate more on that? I think you leave it up to the receptionist or the, the gatekeeper, as they sometimes like to call themselves or other people call them. I think you build a relationship with them. A lot of hiring managers ask the receptionist, how were you treated? And so if you treat them like... They are human because they are human and you are interested in them and you care for them or show that you are a caring individual. They are, might not pick up the phone and call that hiring manager. That's likely not to happen, 
but they are likely to make sure that the key decision maker sees your resume and says, this was dropped off for you by a candidate. So you don't, it doesn't, the, the human doesn't have to be the decision maker. It can be anyone who is involved in handing off your resume. That's great. Again, like I think one of the key things is like you should treat everybody at the company as equal, right? Uh, because you never know what your uh, reputation is, right? So if you treat the receptionist well, they might be able to put in a good word for you to the actual hiring manager. Yeah, I have not hired people who had amazing interviews who we wanted to hire because they were horrible to the receptionist because they're, that's not a collaborative individual. So you want to show that you are a team player and that you're collaborative. Those, again, when we think about this world of high technology, creativity, collaboration, critical thinking, those like three C's are more and more important. And so we need to, we need to and want to show it at all points. Got it. So just to summarize, let's say there's a job you're interested in, the postings online, you recommend writing the resume and then going to the office and being good to the receptionist, administrative assistant, whoever is uh, the gatekeeper. So you get in two ways. You, you apply online and they see your face in person. Yeah, I think it, it depends on the company, the industry, and location-wise. But I do recommend doing that. The smaller the community, so in the GTA, if you live in Halton, if you live in Niagara, if you live in Kitchener-Waterloo, I would highly recommend this because those the hiring practices in those cities are very different from Toronto. So if you have decided to move out of Toronto and now want to work in that city that you're now living in, I want you to think about what kind of people that they would want to hire. And a lot of them like that old fashioned touch. That's awesome. And the last innovative job search idea that you want to share? Take advantage of everyday moments. So these are the moments where you're picking up your kids from school, where you're in line to pick up a coffee, where you are on the sidelines of a soccer game, or you're playing extra, like you're playing a, a house league soccer game or basketball or dodgeball. I played dodgeball back in the day. Like whatever it is that you're doing in your life, a book club. I, I'm gonna, my brain is already going on ideas, so I'll probably just shout them out as they come. But these everyday moments are all networking moments. Now, we don't want to force, hey, I'm looking for a job into conversations. We want to organically allow them to come up. So if someone asks how your day was, you can say, oh, it was a little tough because I'm looking for a new job and I didn't see any postings today. Be honest, be human, be vulnerable, because then it opens up a conversation. The natural conversation starter is the, what do you do for a living? Well, this is what I normally do right now. I'm looking for new opportunities in that, in that field, as a matter of fact, and having those little opening opportunities come from there all the time. I had a client where an opportunity came from the soccer field. I had a client where it came from book club. I have a monthly membership and we have every week, there seems to be someone mentioned something. They're like, oh my gosh, I know someone you should talk to. So just saying what you're doing, what you need allows other people to step in and offer help. Just to go back to what you said about take advantage of everyday moments, a lot of people, especially ones that are, are laid off or ones that are not happy in their current workplace, they tend to want to rush the process and they start feeling anxiety and 
starting to get agitated. So what's some advice you can provide in terms of like just slowing down and like, again, taking advantage of everyday moments and uh, be patient, even though it might be hard to at that time. Yeah. You can rush into another job that you don't like. So what's the point in that? I recommend pausing. First, if you were laid off and it was a blow, take a week to wallow. Let it all out. Self-care the crap out of it. And then take a pause and think, hey, what do I want next? When you know what you want next, based off of who you are and your, your personality and your motivations and what you want for your life and your work in this moment in time, because it changes, that allows you to figure out what type of role that could be, what type of company, industry, work life that it involves. And when you know what you want, it actually allows you to take advantage of all of these five innovative job search ideas. Because when we think about that volunteering and give back, if you know you want a job that requires a little bit more skill development, then you can do that. If you know what you want and you have a conversation with someone, you can tell them exactly what it is you want. Your video resume can be targeted to that. Your networking group can be targeted to that. So I read like over 100,000 resumes and LinkedIn profiles in my time. So I know there's some crazy things that go on. And I know when there is a resume that is forced, when there's frenetic energy behind it, when there is desperation, please, please, please hire me behind it. And as a recruiter, and I know I didn't get excited about that. And I certainly didn't see hiring managers get excited about it. So in fact, you slowing down and taking a pause to figure out what it is you want and to try some of these innovative job search ideas, you're actually accelerating the speed at which you'll find a job, but then you don't, you won't just find any job. You'll find one that you really want, that you love that. And then when you aren't coming from that place of anxiety, you also get a better offer and then you also negotiate that offer. So you end up with more money. So it's like win, 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 win by dealing with the anxiety, letting it go out of the way. And then when you're feeling more calm and grounded then to do job search stuff. Did that answer your question? Yeah, that answered my question. Yeah, it goes back to like, if you put your, if you put too much pressure on yourself, you end up not getting the result you want. Never, yeah. Unless you, you can hustle. Sometimes you can hustle and white knuckle your way into it, but then you hustle and white knuckle your way in it and you don't end up loving it and it's not as fulfilling. Absolutely. And it, it goes back to what you said about like uh, volunteering is a combination of like building up your skills and networking at the same time. So you're kind of attacking both. And in, in terms of if, you, if you're like the thousand of job seekers out there doing the same thing, uh, not doing the video resume, not creating your own networking group, building community, you are going to get the same results as everybody else because you're doing the same thing. So if you want to be innovative and get to where you want, definitely take some of these innovative strategies that you shared with me into account to get to the career direction that you're aiming for. Yeah, take initiative, be creative, and stand out from the crowd. Again, uh, appreciate the time, Sarah. Uh, I want to ask this one last question for you. So my podcast, as you know, is about overcoming career challenges. So what has been one big career challenge for you that you had to overcome? Uh, what steps did you take to overcome it to get to where you are today as a professional? Oh, that's a, such a good question. Okay, I think what stands out to me was a big accomplishment that felt like crap. So I recruited, like I've mentioned, and for the company I, I worked for, I had the single largest permanent placement fee 
ever in its recording. Like it was a big, big thing. And they wanted me to do all this stuff. They wanted to like have me come on and train people and talk about it and like give me accolades. And it, okay, I know this doesn't sound like a challenge, but wait, trust me, <laughs> stay with me here. But I didn't want to do any of it because it felt meh to me. It felt like it wasn't that big of a deal. I didn't feel good about it. It was just like I was happy for the person who got the job, but I didn't feel as excited as I know I should have. So that was a big, like I had been forcing myself for years to try and like recruitment. So my biggest career challenge at that point was like realizing you have done something incredible and it still sucked. My career challenge was then trying to figure out what it is that I then would want to do. What kind of achievements and accomplishments would I actually be proud of that would actually make me feel excited, where I would want to climb to the top of the mountain and shout to the world, look at what I, I did here. Taking that, that time and saying goodbye to a career that I was had forced myself, like I knew day one, it wasn't the career for me. And I stuck with it for 15 years, kept trying to convince myself it was. And it was at that point where I was like, no, this really, really isn't. And it was a big turning point for me. So you said you knew from day one, this is not the right career path, but you stuck with it for 15 years. So like, what were some of the things that you're telling yourself to keep going, even though deep down it wasn't, you knew it wasn't the right move regardless? Yeah. So uh, my very first day of my first recruitment job, I went home to my aunt and she asked how I liked it. And I'm like, I don't know if I can last a year at this. And then 15 years later, some of the things I kept saying to myself was it was too late. I was like 24 and I was like, it's too late. I had done my schooling. I made my decision. So therefore I have to stay here. And then I kept saying things like, okay, well, maybe if I go from agency to recruitment, to corporate recruitment, then maybe I'll like it. And then I didn't. And I thought, okay, maybe it's the type of people I'm hiring. Maybe if I'm hiring people that are making a difference in the world. So then I went to a school board and was hiring teachers thinking that I would love it. And I didn't. So then I was like, maybe it's because I need to work from home, have a little bit more freedom and flexibility. So then I went and worked, did that, a recruitment, uh, online recruitment company. That's where I had the, the big win. And that wasn't it because recruitment wasn't it. And it just took me uh, way too long to realize because I fell into the trap, like I mentioned at the beginning of this, let's find a Band-Aid solution. Let me update my resume and apply for a new job and hope that that is what it is instead of pausing and thinking, what actually is it? Let me explore those options. And this works for just a new job and career changes. It doesn't always have to end in a career change, but that pause of figuring out what it is you actually want is really the secret sauce to being happy and fulfilled in your career. How can someone tell, as if, for example, for you, like maybe if I change my external surroundings, the internal will align. What's some advice you provide in terms of like, how you know whether it's just the internal factor you have to change, or whether it's actually internal and you have to actually do something different? I don't believe that changing your circumstances will ever fully change how you feel about yourself. So sometimes it really is a matter of fixing confidence first, because usually it's a confidence thing or it's an energy thing. So fixing the energy piece. So where you have more energy, where you're not feeling so drained. And then when we're coming from a place of tolerance, like, okay, I can tolerate this a little bit, uh, a current situation, 
then it allows us to get real clear clarity on what we want next. But the biggest first step for me always is personality assessments. So I am a psych grad, so that's like my thing. But I feel that most of us don't really know who we are. Our parents would have created roles for us that we stepped into. Society likes to tell us what we should want and what we shouldn't want all the time. So I think getting back in touch with who you are and personality assessments really help with that. It's sort of a groundingness for us to then move forward. That's great. And again, appreciate the time that you took in terms of sharing your five innovative job search ideas. I hope people take this to accelerate the job search. What is one piece of advice you want to give for job seekers out there that are looking to move to the next opportunity to grow their career this year? Okay. So my favorite word is intentional. Be intentional. Be intentional with your career choices. Be intentional with your job search strategy. Be intentional with how you're going to spend your day. Don't just go with the flow your whole life, your whole job search, your career. Have some intention behind it. And I think that's going to take you so far. It also gives you so much energy and it gives you so many incredible results. Great. And how can people reach out to you to learn more about how you can help them to be more intentional with their career? Yeah. So what I'd like is if anyone uses these, one of these innovative job search ideas, please tag me at Sarah, the career coach on Instagram, because I would love to, to see it. You can also find me Sarah. That's no H S A R A Curdo on LinkedIn. And then my website, sarahcurdo.ca and that's S A R A C U R T O.ca. Great. Again, uh, appreciate the time. Thanks, Max. It was so great. Thank you again to Sarah for coming on my show and sharing her five innovative job search strategies to accelerate your job search to land your dream job. If you want to hear my own personal insights on this topic, then make sure to check out ChanCap this coming Friday, available on all popular podcast platforms. So make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out. Again, if you're a professional that is looking to get some career guides to take your career to the next level, then come join my private Facebook group, Career Advice with Chan with a Plan. Inside this group, I provide and produce content to help you steer your career in the right direction, whether it's providing job search tips or advice on career advancement. I will leave a link in the show notes for you to join. Again, this is Chan with The Plan, the podcast. I'm your host, Max Chan, and I thank you for listening.